Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all things Leagues Cups ahead of America's game against St. Louis on Thursday. And joining me to help me do all of that, it is none other than returning guest, the taco man himself, Mr. Richard. How are you, my friend? How's everybody doing, man? I I, I never get tired of the taco man thing. People already start calling me it, so I, I like it. You, you started to trend on there. Pleasure to be here with you guys again, man. No, of course. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we were excited to have you on last week and excited to have you back on as well. Talking all things America, as you're going to help me try to defend the reins of Las Aguilas as we're going to be talking again. Um, like I mentioned, League's Cup with a special uh, with a couple of special guests. And without further ado, let me introduce those special guests. It is none other than uh, Jake and Justin from the ball watching a St. Louis SC podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the pod. Great to be here. Thank you both for, for joining us. I'm glad we can do a little 2v2 here and, and get to know you all better and get to know the club, honestly, a little better. I think we're a little bit not not as exposed, I think, to Leo Mackey's as, as we should be here in uh, the States, but really looking forward to Thursday. I mean, you know, the what I think they said it last night in the Columbus game, but the the continent's newest club against the continent's biggest club. So really, really excited. Of course, and I, I guess that's the perfect way of painting it, right? Because it is uh, the new versus the old, and kind of to kind of hit them against each other. It's going to be an interesting game, nonetheless. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. We'll get into the nitty gritty of it all. Um, but first, I wanted to give you guys kind of just the space and the time to talk about last uh, about yesterday's game. I know you guys had quite the dilemma, right? The rain, the delays, the the, the goals, and all that stuff. So, talk to us a little bit about how St. Louis is coming into this one after yesterday's result yeah i mean yesterday was kind of insane with the amount of rain i think one the mls does a pretty poor job of giving updates on when the game was going to start and then it was like every 15 minutes like oh they kept pushing it back pushing it back it finally didn't start till local time um where the game was being played in columbus till 11 15 p.m so halftime was at midnight which was just absurd not good for us looking ahead coming back now the boys had to fly back this morning as opposed to last night and playing on thursday and yeah i mean the game itself was it was an interesting one right i think we Ended up going down 2-0 relatively early. And then it was unfortunate with one with the free kick, a little miscommunication there with Celio Pompeo. He was on the inside of the front post or on the near post, stepped up last minute um, and went to the wall for I don't know what reason. And the wall wasn't far enough right. And they bent it around it. And then an unlucky PK. Um, I believe that was in the 29th. Ball popped up and hit Lucas Bartlett, our center back in the arm. And then you go down 2-0 going into halftime. So it was a little, little bit of a rough start for the fellas. Yeah, they, and they, you, you you both probably fought a little bit too. They definitely rotated the team a little bit. I feel like that's probably an anticipation of rolling into Thursday with what in that time will be hopefully our healthiest available best 11 we could play. Because I really do think when you look at these two games, if there's a game we want to win more, it would definitely be Thursday uh, against Club America. It's just going to be a big event. And that would, that's the one that would make headlines. If we were to somehow pull that off, people would you know gloss over a Columbus crew win. but Doing it on, on the stage of the North America and taking down one of the best to ever play in this continent would be 
quite the story. So I think that's what coach is kind of indicating is rotating the 11 a little bit last night to make sure guys are rested and available for Thursday. And I was kind of just going to go there afterwards because I, I did, I was following your guys' kind of live updates. And, and when the starting 11 came out, you guys said, you know, it was, it was quite the rotating squad against a very decent Columbus crew. And it made me think whether or not you guys were resting specifically anticipating America. Uh, but it looks like that might just be the case. Richard, uh, coming into this one, America, obviously they've flown out already. They literally left Mexico City today. It's going to be uh, an interesting one, right? We know this group was. Well, maybe at first when you saw this one, you thought, ah, well, you know, you get the newcomers, St. Louis and then Columbus crew. We've we faced them before. Uh, but honestly, when I look at it, a pretty tough group overall. I mean, you're, you're talking we're going up against the, you know, first place in the Western Conference. And I think Columbus sits somewhere third um, in their Eastern. So it's not an easy one by any means necessary. And I think we talked about it last week when you were on. This is not to be taken lightly whatsoever. A hundred percent. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that gives me confidence was just the, the questions that they were asking Andre Jardine, our, you know, our coach or our manager of how he's uh, approaching this game here. Um, and he's saying, hey, you know what? The MLS has been on the rise. Uh, we're taking this competition serious. Um, and because we are Club America, you know, our, our objective is to win this whole thing. Um, and so I really, really like the fact that he's already come out. He's already put on the obligation for the team itself that, hey, our, our goal is to win this whole thing. Um, and to me, I think that answers my biggest question is, are we going to see a rotation uh, to that starting 11? I think we will see a couple of players in there, um, but I think we are going to take it very seriously. And I, I think that, uh, you know, St. Louis is going to get um, a good nine of our best players on there. So obviously there isn't any big news as regards to squad updates. There's no transfer coming in. We thought potentially we might get a center back, maybe a left back by this time. Nothing said yet and done. So what we had uh, at the end of Puebla is what we're going to have coming into Leagues Cup, at least for the first game. We'll see what happens for Columbus, but that's a quick turnaround. I highly doubt anything will happen. So as far as any big updates for America, our side is, as usual, the same old. Same old. But you spoke about expectations a little bit and, and what this means for America. gentlemen. I want to ask you, realistically, coming into the League's Cup, what is St. Louis's expectation? What is, at least from the fans' perspective, how far it, does this team need to go? And from a club perspective, how serious are they taking this competition? It's a great question. And I feel like it would be different depending on who you asked and when you asked it. I think now with, with one game under our belts, having lost it in that fashion, I think the goal now is just to be as competitive as we possibly can on Thursday and make this, you know, a good game. And, and one, because I mean, after this for us, I know you guys are just starting your apertura. I mean, for us, this is now the run in after this, this tournament. So for us, I, I feel like going in what I'm picking up and this has not been quoted. So, you know, bear with me here, but for what I'm picking up, this was, you know, an interesting competition. We definitely want to make waves in the best way possible and advance if possible. Looking like it's going to be a tough order at, at this point now with our, our toughest game to play. The group, I absolutely agree, is one of the tougher groups, I think, in the competition. But looking at it now, I think it was a chance to hopefully get some guys back to fitness. We're missing some key players, giving them some time to recuperate and make sure they're available for the run-in while also trying to battle on this front as well. Given how it's going... I could see this being now a time for us to have some time off if we're not able to get the the W on Thursday because I mean, if we can't get that, that's it for us. So it'll be a three-week rest before our final 11-game run-in. So that's kind of how I feel like it's been treated. 
fans probably a little bit let down seeing what happened last night for sure. Cause I think that was the game that you definitely wanted to win and not hinge at all on Thursday, but at home, we've been a pretty strong home team this, this, this year so far. So I think that's what the coaches are kind of looking at too. Maybe we'll use that to our advantage and, and just hopefully create a shock. Yeah. I would kind of just double down on that as what Jake said. I think at home, we're a completely different team. Um, and I, it's going to be one of those where, yeah, we didn't even have Roman, uh, Roman Berkey, our starting goalie or Tim Parker in the last game who just got back from the all-star break, they were on the all-star team. So giving them a little bit of a rest, I do think that we're going to be coming home here. And I like, like Jake said, I'm not a big fan of having, I mean, having some time off for some guys to rest, but three weeks before we would play our next actual competition again is almost too long for me. So I think we really need to make a push to get out of this group, maybe have like a week and a half, two weeks, if we can make a little bit of a run, but definitely not going to be one to just uh, roll over on Thursday. Interesting. I think we kind of all coincide in that, Richard. We talked about it last week as well. It's important not to fall behind everyone else, right? Because obviously we're contending ourselves for the title, and you're really starting off your season, and to get another kind of three weeks break is kind of falling behind everyone else. You're expecting your Monterrey, your Tigres, your Chivas to get past their group stages. So if you're falling behind in that order, you're really just playing catch up, and that's nothing we need to do right now. So I think we're kind of on the same boat, gentlemen, that at, at least the teams want to progress out of it. Richard, you mentioned it. Being America, we have no other option but to say that we have to win, right? Uh, anything less than that is considered a failure. So, I mean, is there anything more to add to that? No, you know, I, I think a lot of comes from it, and especially with now the the information that came out that we are the richest club or the most expensive club within the continent. I think that just adds that, that extra pressure to it as well. Right. Um, and obviously we've kind of seen the, the attention or the national attention that this league cup has already received because of, you know, Leo Messi playing with inter uh, Miami and uh, just kind of how social media blew up with that. Um, and so I think because of that, it adds a little extra pressure of like, Hey, um, we're supposed to be more expensive than that team. Uh, we have to go out and win it, right? Anything uh, less than the trophy on there would be a, a letdown for this team. Absolutely. And and you're starting to see a little bit of shift, right? Beforehand, a lot of uh, America fans, a lot of the Amikis fans were looking at this competition as like, well, it's whatever. It's kind of like a preseason tournament. But slowly as the games progress and slowly as MLS starts kind of putting a foot forward and the Amikis side start looking a little bit less, fans are starting to think, well, no, we got to take this more serious. We kind of have to save face. And they're looking at the big boys, right? Especially us to come out and play and try to, you know, make of something a deep run into this competition. And we said it, the expectation has to be, you get to a final, you have to win it. Anything less is going to be looked down upon as well. You really weren't able to get the job done. A hundred percent. I think that's the, the rivalry between the United States and Mexico is always going to be there. And I think that's, that's what we're starting to see now, right? Like our teams are better than your teams. We saw it with like Mazatlan beating, you know, uh, Austin FC, uh, you know, obviously Inter Miami defeating Cruz Azul was, was a, a big loss for Emiaki. Uh, uh, so um, I think that competition and that rivalry is just starting to heat up. And so I think that's, what's making this competition even, even greater. I would agree. I would, just to piggyback off of that, just watching as a casual spectator, some of these other fixtures, it, it, I've been really impressed with the product on the field. I mean, it's been really, really high paced action filled games where, you know, it's just the beginning of your guys' season, really, or you're the first part of your season and it's kind of the, the end of ours. So I, I was, I, I didn't know what to expect coming into it, but I've been really impressed. I, I just from a casual fan perspective, it's got to be entertaining to watch these games. And so I'm really hoping this, this installment goes well. 
I don't know how I feel about, you know, the mid season for us, the beginning of season for you all in terms of the timing, but I like the idea of posing these two countries with, you know, great rising leagues of very, very talented pool of players against each other or consistently to see how that product kind of edges out. But I've been impressed so far. It kind of feels like the script's been flipped at when CONCACAF Champions League was in, was in play, right? It was always Liga Mekis was kind of in the middle of their season. You guys were barely starting yeah, yours. Right. So now it's like the script is the, it's completely flipped yep. over. So it's now, now we're getting a taste of our own medicine. <laughs> if, if, if you can say that at least. Um, but I, I mean, that's kind of where we're at in, in, in the sense, um, you know, America needs to move forward and because we are who we are, and, and that is the case. We need to go out there and we need to win. Uh, and also on top of that, we need to uh, win looking good, Richard. I mean, you, you, you mentioned it yourself, right? I, I wrote about it in the fact that we are the most expensive squad in this competition, right? Into Miami behind us, but we still have a big gap on them. And so, so a lot of eyes on America and mostly eyes on Inter Miami right now, but it, Trust me, there's going to be just as much on us uh, come Thursday. So it's going to be an interesting one. But all right, gentlemen, let's talk a little bit more about these teams and how you guys are coming into this one. Uh, we mentioned it. America barely started the season, right? The Apertura 2023 barely kicked off for us. And most teams already have three games under their belt. Richard, we have two, right? Our, our second game got postponed due to terrible pitch conditions. So technically, we're kind of a little bit behind on this one. Uh, America is one and one. So we've won one, lost one. Uh, we're trying to erase the ghost of that first game where we lost two to one to Juarez. <laughs> and we're trying to emulate what we did against Puebla moving forward. So that's kind of where America sits. Gentlemen, talk to me more about uh, St. Louis. I see that you guys are right now, like I mentioned, top of the Western Conference. You guys have played a total of 23 games, one thirteen, drawn only two, and lost eight. I mean, it's it's ecstatic for you guys. I would imagine, right, coming into this one, no one would have pegged you guys to be in the position that you guys are in. So that in itself is a great run. Talk to me more about this uh, season so far. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been pretty surreal for us. I think if you look at anybody in preseason, we may have been picked at best second to last in the entire MLS. So us to be where we're at now is great. Definitely not uh, taken lightly. We know how easy it is to fall, um, and just have we've had a couple skids that we've been a little bit. Kind of scared about, but I mean, the team's been doing great. I would say, and Jake will agree with me here, our anchor is Roman Berkey um, in net. He's had seven clean sheets already this year. Um, the defense, we and I, everybody else in front of him, we've had a, a lot of rotation. I think we've had a couple of big injuries. Joao Klaus, who's now been out for a couple of months. Uh, Joaquin Nielsen, who has yet to play for us yet this year um, with a knee injury that he suffered and had an off-season surgery. And Jubal Blum had a couple of injuries and then also played for the South African national team for a couple of games. So we see a lot of different changes in our formation and players as well. And still happy to be where we're at, to be honest. I think a lot of guys are stepping up. They're hungry, showing why they should make the starting lineup and had a couple of pretty exciting guys from the start. What do you think, Jake? No, I would, I would agree definitely with, with all of that. And I'll, I'll try to add to, it. I think had Messi not joined inner Miami this year, I think city art St. Louis was the story of the season in the MLS. It was just a shock all around for them to be in this type of, place at this at this stage in the season i mean they ripped off five wins to start the season which was you know record breaking just in terms of expansion teams they're definitely one of the best expansion teams ever in their first season uh they've set so many different records obviously high goal scoring output 43 through only you know 23 games play which is a pretty high 
a clip for for any MLS team really, but knocking off some of the better ones as well with Cincinnati being one of our biggest wins and they're you know a, a pretty big juggernaut this year in the East. But yeah, I think for us it's been you guys talk about the expectations and you know being one of the most you know expensively assembled clubs in North America. We're probably one of the most inexpensively uh, built clubs in America. I think our our payroll is second or third least in the MLS right now, which is very very crazy to just to know that we're doing this on a very very shoestring budget. And I wouldn't even call it shoestring. We just have the sporting director that's got this vision, got great connections in Europe, and tries to unearth talent from you know the most random places that you wouldn't even think of. We just made a signing from uh, the Belgian second division from a, an Icelandic winger and. I'm looking forward to having him here. He will not be eligible, obviously, for League's Cup. But just to make the most out of people that have been overlooked, uh, you know, underpaid, you know, underappreciated, not given enough time or minutes, and they're earning it here. So you you see a rotating cast of guys, especially with injuries, that are making it worth it for for this team and really playing as part of the system. And the system's been one of the biggest winners, I think, of of the of the team so far. Just high press, super intense, you know, uh, counter press as well. Just very aggressive style of play. Not the prettiest, I will say, that that you ever seen, but one that gets the job done. And you know, hoping hoping we can try to get some of those tactics tactics back on track for for Thursday as well. Because I think you guys will definitely have the possession. We don't we don't do much on the possession side. We just look to hit quick. And and look to make the opposition make mistakes and be very very ruthless on those. So that that's kind of been our story this season. Interesting. We'll get to the tactics side of things because it's it's going to be interesting how you guys line up and how we line up in comparison to and how we contradict each other in that sense because uh, we are very vulnerable at the back and we'll talk about that. Richard knows as well what I'm talking about in regards to that defensive uh, mistakes that we're so prone to making. Um, but it, it's Interesting to see, you know, like when League's Cup was first drawn out, obviously, I think every Americanista saw St. Louis, who's St. Louis, right? You do your research more, you know, newly formed team, and thinking, ah, well, they're probably going to be, you know, walk in the park. And I think I've been trying to iterate that to a lot of people, like this is not going to be that easy of a kind of, as a match that we all pretended it to be, because, you know, form is important. And like you guys mentioned, you guys are knee deep into your guys' season, so it for you guys to be sitting first means it's going to be a little difficult. And you guys talked about it too. Home form for you guys has been well. So it's not like we're going to be able to walk in there and just be like, oh yeah, whatever. This is going to be walk in the park. So um, I want to talk about predicting starting 11s in just a little bit, but I want to talk about the atmosphere that we might see a little bit in your guys' stadium. Talk to me a little bit more about you guys' supporter groups and what you guys think. Kind of, how many of your city fans will show up to that day in comparison to? Because America, wherever we go, we we tend to pull. So, and you guys saw it, and I don't know if you guys uh, are have the knowledge of it, but whenever we did go up against Philadelphia in the Concacaf Champions League, right, it was said that you know Philadelphia was going to put in as many people as they could. America ended up beating them in that battle in the stands. I'm just curious how well you guys feel confident that you guys will win that battle in the stands? I, I feel pretty confident. Uh, I know you guys travel extremely well. And that's something they even mentioned um, in the game last night. Taylor Twelman kept talking about it on Thursday. But it was one of those things where I feel like, Jake, you correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't know if we've had a home game yet that we haven't sold out. We had one with a rain delay where not everybody came in at the end. It was one of those like a two or three hour break. But the atmosphere that uh, hopefully that you guys are going to be able to see on TV as well has just been absolutely phenomenal. And the supporter section that we have um, is the steepest in the U.S. Um, and so that's actually led by the people called the Luigans. And so they bring the drums, 
the chants, the flags, the smokes, and everything that they can do. And so in that section, you're not allowed to uh, sit down. And that's the only spot in the whole stadium where you don't have a seat that you can sit in. But yet everybody in the lower bowl, which has been a big controversy in St. Louis, no one sits. They stay in the entirety of the game and the whole lower bowl. People up on the second second tier do sit for the majority of it, but the whole entire, everybody in the whole bottom bowl is standing the entire game. Yeah, very, very involved fans. This isn't casual watching for anyone. Usually people that are there are paying a pretty penny to be there just because the tickets have been such, such in high demand and really want to be there and be involved in the game. So yeah, that's, I think, a big element of why our home form has been so strong. But the atmosphere is crazy. I'm looking forward to you guys seeing that. And, and But I am curious about what this turnout's going to look like because I think there will be more eyes than just yours and ours there. I think if this crowd turns out to be pretty majority St. Louis city themed. I could see this being or becoming a spot where the national team might feature more often just because there aren't many safe places out there anymore to get a pro American crowd just because you guys travel so well. So I, I am really hoping, you know, selfishly that would, that we show out to my, that we show out on Thursday and really get a good base of St. Louis fans there. But it is really impressive to see the traveling contingent that I feel like Club America is just one of those that just always travels well and is always deep wherever you go, which I would love to be like that at some point it, it, when we're going to play these away games. But obviously you have a couple more years to establish our presence and, and get a couple cups underneath the belt to, to make that a, a thing for us. But I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to hearing your all's reactions, but it, it is a pretty, pretty fun atmosphere. No doubt. And Richard, I think it's going to be interesting to see, right? The border de la America versus the border de uh, um, city. It's going to be kind of a back and forth. I would imagine most game because the border never stops chanting. And I'm assuming you guys never stop as well. So it'll be interesting. Will we see any flares, uh, any smoke come from uh, the stands? You won't, you won't see flares. I don't know if they let that in, in in some of the stadiums in America, but you will see smoke. And so that's one thing that, uh, that the Lugans do is they start over at, um, a brewery that's close by and they do a full, almost a full lap around the stadium and they bring smoke and waving the flags and you'll see a ton of flags and nonstop chanting as well, but probably no flares. I was wondering if we might see a TIFO. I have not heard any confirmation on that, but I feel like this would be a game where it'd be a really one, a really fun one to do, but yeah, there's not going to be the flares. We do not have that here. We are not. I, I don't. Yeah, they would definitely shut that down. But that would be fantastic. <laughs> I love seeing it on TV. It's incredible to watch. Just like this massive fireball in in the fan section. It, it is. It is cool. But I'm not expecting to see that. I think you expect your drum playing, your your loud chants. Very very into it. Fans. A lot of buzz around the stadium. So that's probably more so what you'll experience on Thursday. All right. Well, you from America fans, you can definitely expect some smoke as well. Uh, maybe a TIFO. So love it. Like, we'll love we'll it. see what happens. Like I said, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, I love uh, whenever America comes to the States, I, I try my best to go and cover the games for the podcast. And uh, the thing that always captivates me is the, is the fans, really. It, it's truly what they produce out there that really ties the game all together. Um, and so I know that they're going to bring it just as much as you guys are. So that's why it's going to be an interesting one in the stand. So if any one of you guys are going to be over there and any listener that's going to be present at the stadium, make sure you guys keep an eye on that. It's going to be a nice scene. That's for sure. Um, but all right, let's get back into the topic of this game and what's going to happen on the pitch. Uh, Richard, let's talk specifically starting 11. You said that there might be some, uh, heavy rotation. Well, not some heavy rotation, some rotation by the manager, Hardine. And let me give you my predicting starting 11 and then you kind of piggyback off of that and see 
if maybe you change anything or if you agree with me. Uh, in goal, I'm going to go, and, and I know a lot of people might think Oscar could start, but I'm going Malagon, right? Starting goalkeeper, just came back from Gold Cup. He did nothing at the Gold Cup, right? Basically just held Ochoa's uh, <laughs> Malagos. Yeah. yeah, basically. Um, but coming in, I think you have to give Malagon some minutes get back into the room of the things so you, you give you give this the starting 11 spot to him on the right kevin alvarez of course undoubtedly and the center back partnership i think this is where it might change a little bit israel reyes versus uh i mean israel reyes and uh sebas Cáceres. and then on the left hand side i think we see luis fuentes in the midfield uh richard fidalgo on the right hand side Sendejas, I don't think, starts. I think Leo Suarez, we mentioned it. He has to keep his spot. You give it to Leo on the left-hand side. I don't know why, but I think Layun's going to play there again. I think you're going to give Layun the go-ahead, and then up top, you're going to have Diego Valdez and Quiñones. I think Henry gets benched for this one a little bit. I don't know what you think. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I think we agree on there. I think for, for my end, I, I don't see him giving minutes to the players that just returned from the national team immediately. Um, I think he's going to kind of ease them back in because I, I think some of them had a, a little bit of vacation after they won and they partied it up once Mexico won that world, that, that gold cup, you know? Um, so uh, at the goal, I am going to go ahead and uh, give it out to uh, Oscar Jimenez. Um, I believe that's typically what you've seen from America beforehand. Whenever we do have multiple competitions, um, you try to rotate goalies on there specifically when the goalies are at a high level. And I think Oscar Jimenez is a good job. Um, I agree that we are going to see um, Kevin Alvarez um, uh, back right. Um, in the middle, same thing, just because uh, Israel Reyes is coming back from the Mexico national team. I'm actually going to give it out to Nestor Araujo um, and Sebastián Casares. Um, I know that there's also rumors of Nestor Araujo possibly going back to, to uh, Europe, um, specifically with uh, AEK uh, Grink from Greece. Um, and I think this is a, a great job for him to kind of display, you know, what his form is like, um, should they want to go ahead and pull the trigger and send him back to Europe. Um, I do believe that Layun is actually going to be on the uh, left, not Fuentes. Um, I'm also going to go ahead and say that he's going to go ahead and respect what Jonathan Dos Santos did and uh, go ahead and play him in, in the mid. Not just because he had a great game, but I, I, I think that Jonathan Dos Santos, having played in the MLS, could provide some you know, um, good ideas of how the game is played and you know, how teams in the MLS play a little bit more than, than other players, which is also the reason I think they're going to go ahead and start our Brian Rodriguez uh, on the left-hand side because he also played for LAFC, um, kind of knows the MLS style a little bit more. Leo Suarez on the opposite side, and then Diego uh, uh, Valdez and Quinones up top. I do think Henry Martin is going to be coming in um, more towards the second half. Um, but that's that's my lineup. Uh, I think Brian Rodriguez and Jonathan Dos Santos are really going to be in there just because of their familiarity with uh, having played MLS teams before him. I like the idea, and, and I like exactly what you mentioned. A little bit different, way different than mine. And I mean, Chris right here mentioned it, right? His starting 11 is a little bit similar to mine with the back four. Uh, and and the goalkeeper the same. Jonathan Los Santos keeps his spot, and then uh, he actually has Quinones and Henry playing together, which would be an interesting one. I know we all want to see it already. I don't think <laughs> just yet, not yet. But we'll see what uh, the case is. All right, gentlemen, you guys heard our starting eleven. Let's hear what you guys potentially might put out on Thursday. All right. I'll, I'll try to get us started. So I think you will see the return of Roman Berkey in between uh, in, in the net for us coming off the all-star break, gave him a, a game off, which is his first ML, uh, first, I guess, really game off since our last cup fixture back a couple months ago. So he'll be back. I would imagine we'll probably return to 
most of our starting 11 that featured in the inner Miami win, if I had to, if I had to guess, which will be a, uh, a, a four, two, three, one, four, two, one, two. Uh, so what I'm thinking is Kyle Heber on the left back, uh, which is a, he's very much a, a defensive minded left back does not get four very much. You'll see our center back pairing probably return to Tim Parker, who is our vice captain, uh, Berkey being our captain and coming off the all-star break as well. Next to Josh Yarrow, who was our captain on our two team last year. Um, you know, a high draft pick for Philadelphia a couple of years ago, giving him a shot here. And he's been really impressive. Uh, Akil Watts, who's a little bit more of a dynamic right back uh, to round out the back four for us. Going in the midfield, I think we'll go with our strongest midfield we have available to us, which will probably feature uh, Blum and Leuven, I would imagine, in some sort of double pivot. Uh, with Blum probably taking more of the defensive duties, Leuven probably a little bit more of the eight kind of box to box. Aziel Jackson probably in the middle of the of the the attacking midfield kind of trio with uh, just th- this guy's been inc- incredible for us. He's 22 years old, been absolutely dynamic and, and one of our most creative players, a big revelation this season for us on the wings. That's where I could see some changes. Maybe Jared Stroud on the left, maybe Rasmus Alm or Celio Pompeo on the right um, with I- I'm going to have to go with up top. I might go with Nico Gioacchini uh, to give us a little bit more going forward. A dinner didn't really do it for us last night against the crew. Uh, if I had my pick, it'd be great to see Joel Klaus come back in. He is on the roster for Leagues Cup. I, he has not made the bench or the, or the team yet, so I think it's still too early for him. But man, what a joy that would be to see him return that way. But that'd be my prediction, I think, for us lining up. Yeah, I'm completely in agreement with Jake there. I would say you're definitely going to see some AZ. If he doesn't start, he'd definitely get on. Um, same with Celia Pompeo. I will go with Nico up top as well, um, just knowing that Sam and Dinaran just got 61 minutes last night. Um, and Nico came in from there, but I agree back line for sure. You're going to then you're see Blum and Leuven work your way up. I don't know if we'll see Alm as much just because he got the full 90, I think last night, uh, but you'll definitely you'll probably see um, wild blanking. Sorry. Uh, Indiana Vasilev, I think possibly on the mm-hmm. right as well. All right. Well, I think it's established. We're going to get the strongest possible St. Louis squad. Um, it, and my question to you now is how is it that this team is going to go out there and play? You guys alluded to it a little bit, right? You guys are going to try to maybe soak up a little bit of the pressure and, and, and get us on the counter specifically. Do you think that's going to be the case or, or, or at one point, are you guys going to try to take the game to us? Yeah, I, I wish that was in our repertoire. I do not think it's there yet for us to have to be able to be able to play that way. I do think we will play within ourselves, especially knowing the the quality of the competition coming in. We got to keep this tight very early on, especially, and, and make sure we keep you all, you know, bogged down a little bit, and especially in the first half. But I, I would expect us to press high up the pitch when we can, especially your defense, if that is where you all especially see some of the the frailties in, in the team. And when we are having any sort of possession up top and we do lose or concede possession, I would expect us to jump right back on the ball and try to win that back very quickly. And then for us, it's going to be a matter of in those limited opportunities we're able to generate from that type of style of play, do we finish them? And secondly, can we generate, you know, set piece opportunities as well? We've been one of, I think we've been the best team in the MLS when it comes to set piece goals this season, corners, free kicks, what have you. Um, So, you know, it's going to take some level of, composure as well from from club america to make sure that we don't uh you don't give us those opportunities because we've been tending to put them away a lot recently so those are probably the two most likely sources of goals for i would expect for us Uh, but i do expect us to probably soak up a ton of pressure and and waves of attack as well yeah and i would say with jake as well i think sorry i mean i think if if you 
Yeah. Uh, but I think when we're pressing high, the one part that we get vulnerable on is quick counterattacks. And I think that's a, something that we could see from you guys. Um, and then hopefully that's where we get Roman Berkey back and playing a little bit of a sweeper keeper for any of the through balls that go a little bit too long. But that's one of those things for us. We've talked about it since the beginning that if we lose the ball in your half and it's about to be a quick counter, you got to end it, take the foul, take the early yellow, let it be a restart with a pass. Don't let us get all the way back down to Roman having to make a big save. Interesting. Richard, I, there's a couple of things that I'm taking away from this and, and, you know, whether or not you agree with me, we'll see, but anyone who follows Club America or has been following Club America for a long time knows that one of our biggest Achilles heels has been set pieces, right? Defending them has not been our favorite thing to do in years past. Uh, will this be different under Harine? I don't know. It's too, too soon to tell, but it looks like we're still susceptible to those kind of uh, attacks. So you guys getting yourselves a set piece is going to be crucial. I know on your guys' end, it's going to maybe put us a little bit on nerve. But going forward, Richard, I think this is a game where you utilize, you use and abuse Kinyona's speed, right? If that is the case, and, and, and it, ex, quick explosive dynamic counterattacks is what can do St. Louis, then I think you just see kind of a repeat of what we did a little bit against Puebla, where we kind of just chucked the ball forward and said, Kinyona's, run for it and it's going to be an interesting one whether or not we're capable that, that that's not to say that Harinet's not going to come out and play his style of football either yeah i 100 agree i think what you're going to kind of see at the very beginning is, is america dominating possession um i think you know both jake and justin have mentioned it uh, i think that's one of the weekends of austin um uh you know, city. And so you kind of saw it in the Columbus crew matches as well. I think Columbus crew ended up with like 68% uh, possession uh, towards the end of the game. So uh, because Cardina does uh, like to have that attack format, you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of the wings coming up. Uh, I expect Kelvin Alvarez to kind of be, you know, jumping or running up and down that field um, and, and trying to press up as another winger as much as that he can. Um, and then I completely agree. Uh, just abuse uh, Quinones speed and physicality and chuck out those balls to try to get those counter attacks. Um, because, you know, that is one of the, the, the weak spots. And because you already saw what he's uh, explosive enough with Puebla, um, even though he didn't capitalize on that specific play. Um, but I think this is where he redeems himself. And you're going to, you're going to see a bunch of chuck balls, a lot of just thrown out, uh, kind of go get him. Um, and I really think that's where, um, you know, Richard Sanchez being in the midfield, uh, can be that player that kind of just gives them those long balls. So um, I'm I'm very excited for this game. Uh, honestly, um, I think there's so many different little stories around it that is going to make it such an intense game. Um, and I think the fact that you know uh, St. Louis did end up um, losing their last game, they're kind of kind of go all in on this one, um, and that also puts the pressure on America. You know, of coming in and having to win the game and, and looking dominant. Um, so I'm looking forward to to this matchup, and I can't wait can't wait for Thursday. And there's a lot more writing on this than uh, and many of us anticipated because America winning this game automatically secures them a spot into the next round. It doesn't give them first place, obviously, but it gives them a pretty good indication that, look, we're into the next round, and I think it gives Columbus the pass as well. So a, a lot to be played for here. And Jake and Justin, you guys mentioned it, right? You guys don't want to have that three-week period. I don't think any team who is smart enough wants to be in that position. So I think you guys are going to field your best starting 11 and you guys are going to try to, you know, win this game in any way possible. Yeah. And I mean, not only having that three week break, but having a three week break after losing two games in a row, that's not something that we want to do, especially when we're at home. So I think it's going to be a really exciting game. Fellas. And we already talked about it. I think both fan bases are going to really show out. It's going to be a hot one here in St. Louis, probably around 
So I think it's a high of 98 that day. I know the game's at 9 p.m., so that will help. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I would love to do some some gentleman's agreement with you all to maybe, you know, let us have this one and you guys go and beat the crap out of Columbus. And we both, <laughs> we both go on. Uh, but actually, that wouldn't be a guarantee either because we lost to Columbus. So I think it comes out of a goal differential there. I'm not even sure what the mm-hmm. tiebreaker is, but uh, it, it should be interesting. I think it's just one of those nights we wouldn't have dreamed of having a couple of years ago, but to welcome you all to our, our front door and in and, and our city is just amazing. And we're so excited just to be a part of it. So hoping for a great game. I, I think it should be a good one. Absolutely. And let's hope that that is the case. I, I would imagine that the tiebreaker would be somehow penalties since league cup loves penalties. So, so I know, so that is, there is no such thing as a tie. So if we do tie the game, then it goes straight to PKs. I did look up the actual tiebreaker for like group points. Uh, so if two teams are tied um, with the same number of points at the end of the group stage, the results between the clubs in question will be the first tiebreaker. But I mean, if, but if you guys, if we beat you and then you beat Columbus, there's a round robin there. So we'd all be tied at three points. Just saying hypotheticals here. It'd be followed by goal differential and then most, most goals scored. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll see whether or not we go around that roundabout. But uh, I hope everyone's excited for this one. This game is going to be at 7 p.m. Pacific. 9 Central, uh, 10 Eastern. This game's going to be live, obviously, on Apple TV. And if you guys want a different viewing way, it's also going to be on through the end as well for those of you who love uh, listening to Paco Villa and the rest of the crew. Richard, I know that uh, it's, in, it's, it's a fun one whenever you get to listen to the Mexican commentators finally commentating on, on an America game. Um, but all right, gentlemen, I guess the only thing left to talk about is scoreline predictions. So let me hear what you guys think is going to happen at the end of the night on Thursday against each other's teams. Now, it's you guys are probably one of the uh, most scoring goals uh, in, in the MLS, right? You guys are a very scoring team. Richard, America has been doing it for quite a while now, right? We're, we're known for scoring goals. So does this game allude to a possibility of having a goal fest? I think so. I think it's just kind of set up um, to go that way. I think the, the, the way and the style that Jardin is trying to implement on our team is we're going to go out there and we're going to score. Um, but we also know that our defenses are our weak side. And because um, St. Louis has been so good and being able to capitalize when, when they do and score as many as they do, um, I think that's what we're going to kind of end up seeing is a high scoring affair. Um, my final prediction for this game, um, I'm going to go with the nice four, three. I, I think is that we're going to finish it off. And, oh, wow. and I'm going to go with the goal first. <laughs> I, I told you it's going to be four, three, and I'm going to call it. We're going to score that fourth goal towards like the 88th minute. That's that connection oh. there. That's oh, my God, my heart. <laughs> yeah. That's right, heartbreaker. It's going to be a heartbreaker. I'm on a similar trajectory as you. I'm going to go what, obviously I, I'm not going to pick for us to lose. I'm going to go three to two. And I think it's going to be one of those where I think we get, we get two in the first half and then you get one back and then we take one back and then you get it back. It's just gonna be a back and forth affair. I'm not, I would not be surprised because if, if we give one up late in the eighties. So I'm with you on that one as well. I really pray that we don't cause it's making my heart stop, but sure. All right. Goal fest from Justin as well. Three to two, Jake, where are you sitting? Yeah, no. And I, I can't, I cannot for the life of me predict a loss for us. Cause we can't have that obviously, but I, you know, I feel like the goal fest that I've expected every single time this season haven't turned out to be so. And I even expected last night to be more of a goal fest because Columbus is one of the better producers in the MLS for, for goal output. But I'm going to go 2-1 City on this. And I think it's going to be an extremely nervy game. I think it's going to require Berkey to stand on his head 
uh, to keep Club America limited to to just one. So I, I could see it getting open though, also, and just becoming a goal fest four three. And if we lost four three, and it was at an entertaining game, I think I'd be happy with that. That would be incredible watching pleasure. Uh, but I'm hoping for the W. All right, it's going two one for uh, St. Louis. I'm gonna go as conservative as, as I can, and I'm just gonna go and say one zero for America. Even though there's no way that we can possibly get a clean sheet, Richard, you and I both know this. But somehow in my heart, I want to believe that is doable. Um, I don't believe that's gonna be the actual case. But for the sake of my prediction, I'm going one zero. That way, we will have a little bit of a different outtake, and of course. It's going to have to be Quinones who scores the goal for me. That's just how the way it is, right? The, the man everyone's been talking about so far, I think is going to be on the score sheet. Funny enough, uh, Ricardo saying uh, America is going 4-2. to two. St. Louis will get some MLS fake penalty calls. <laughs> uh, Chris saying no comfort. America needs to show what they did against Puebla and a score 3-1. to one. Leo Suarez, Quinones, and Henry. And then uh, AP Jr. says if America plays fast-paced, controlling the tempo, passing the ball, we can win and if so my prediction would be three to one america one thing's for sure gentlemen you guys are scoring on thursday night is what a lot of americanistas are saying so that'd be like the you guys will at least have a goal Absolutely. oh yeah i hope so hey it's <laughs> gonna be a fun one regardless we're extremely excited uh well uh i mean is there anything else you guys want to add on i mean i think we pretty much talked talked about everything here no, just want to thank you guys both very much for having us on. Um, we love doing this and doing a little crossover. So, uh, I mean, knock on wood, maybe if we can both get out of here, like Jake said, and we can meet <laughs> later on in the tournament, we can do this again. That would be oh, a no, joy. of course. It would be a joy. <laughs> It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. No, thank you guys for accepting the invitation. And um, I, I think this is the beauty about this competition, being able to cross paths and being able to cross worlds right when we typically wouldn't probably ever run into each other so i think that's the beauty of it and so we're thankful for the fact that you guys came on and as well as you richard thank you for coming on and talking all things leagues cup with us um well with that said i guess that's pretty much it make sure you guys stay tuned on thursday um and where can uh where can they find you guys on twitter yeah you can find us at ball watching stl we do twice weekly episodes for basically every game we have a week and we have multiple games a week. It ends up being multiple more episodes. So we do a recap and a preview for every single game we play this season, including these Leafs cup games as well. Uh, so catch us there on Twitter and Instagram at ball watching us. also on YouTube as well. If you want to see us for sure. So if you guys by any chance become a St. Louis fan, you guys know exactly the, which experts to go to, right? So. Hit us up. <laughs> Exactly. All right, then, gentlemen, thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful night to everyone out there. Thank you so much for coming on to the live show. We'll be back next week to talk all things Club America. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.